Welcome to the Motherload Show. I'm Jackson Dunn here with you today. I'm very glad that I can finally join you here on the Motherload Show podcast. It's been a while in coming. I've been on the radio WVCR FM out of Albany for a while. And I really have been excited to get into the podcasting realm because I think there's such an untapped potential, both in terms of, of such a great audience that listens to podcasts, you who listen to podcasts. And also, I think that there's a whole untapped potential in terms of what's spoken about on the radio and in podcasts. I've listened to a lot of podcasts over my time, not only because I'm in radio, but it was always something that I was very interested in. And I loved listening to uh, political commentators. I listened to sometimes religious podcasts, not as much, but some religious podcasts. um, Also, you know, just just comedy podcasts. There's so many out there. There's millions. I mean, you could listen all day, every day and never get through them all. There's a ton of podcasts out there and I really, I really like it. But I realized that there's kind of a gap. There's kind of a gap in the podcasting world. There aren't a whole lot of people who actually just go through, go through topic by topic and actually try to break down to the elemental principles, the human experience that try to go through and use reason and logic to understand the world around us today. And that's what I'm, I have designed the Motherload Show to be. Now, the Motherload Show, the name comes from a mining term. In, in mining, ore mining specifically, when there's a big vein of ore like gold or you know silver or whatever you end up mining, where, where there's a very rich vein of that ore, that's called the mother load. And so when you hit the mother load, you hit that rich vein of ore, the, the payload basically of, of the ore that you're trying to mine. And in the same way, I want to make the show a place where we can dig in to those elemental principles of human of hum, the human mind and the human experience bring those together and hopefully find some answers not only to societal problems because there are a lot of problems but also to be able to understand society from from the light of the principles by which it works and so because that is my mission i've come up with three basic basic ideas basic principles, which I hope to follow as I go through the next, hopefully long time with you, the next couple weeks for sure on the show that I hope to go through with you and be able to break down topics using these three principles. And these three principles are that God is real, the world is understandable, and that we can figure it out. So let's go, let's go through them point by point and I'll, and I'll try to explain exactly what I mean so that when we begin talking about subjects, which I'll do later on in the program, I do have a couple really good ones, so that'll be real fun. But when I do, it will be structured in such a way that it will be easy to understand. So to begin, God is real. This is, this is a, I think, a very basic point which has to be understood and, it, and in some ways it's an elemental part of this podcast. The reason why is because I'm I'm unabashedly Christian. I'm I'm a Jewish Christian. And I believe that if we understand things 
in such a way that we understand that there's a, there's a higher power that created the world to have meaning. Then we can find meaning in the world. If, if, if the world is based entirely and solely on chance, then nothing really means anything. Because even, even patterns, even patterns, even evidence really doesn't have a whole lot of significance because our lives don't have significance. They're only based on chance. They're only based on circumstance. And in a life only based on circumstance, there's no reason to study or no reason to be curious because your life isn't that important because it has no lasting value. But I think elemental to any discussion where you're going to dig deep into human problems and, and the human condition, you have to have an intrinsic idea that the human is worth something. And in my mind, that comes from God. And so that is the first pillar on which I've created the Mother Load Show as what it is. The second one, that the world is understandable. The world is understandable, I believe, because not, not only was it, was it designed, I, as I think by you, you know the, the intelligence of God, but I think also that it's based on basic principles. You can see that in science, obviously, using you know the laws of physics, which there are very clear laws of how the world works that we that that we see that we observe and experience every day you know if you if you trip you're gonna fall gravity is gonna be there you can say that you know that there are certain forces that when when a car hits another car there's going to be damage if they're going fast enough just because there's momentum you know these are all laws of physics simple simple things that we are used to working with and and you know having in our world but that we can actually break down into their to their parts and understand the world. They help us understand our experience. And I think the last, the last pillar of the mother load show is the fact that we can figure out the world around us. This is a very important thing to, to separate from just that the world is understandable because a world that's understandable, but that's too complicated for us to understand is a world that that's difficult for us to work in. And of course, our world is ridiculously complicated. There are so many complications and things. We never know what's right. But I think that given time and given study and given logic and given truth, we can understand the world around us. And because of that, I think that the passion to pursue, to pursue the truth and pursue knowledge is, is something that's very basic to the human condition. And it's something that, you know, makes me excited, and I hope you as well, to delve into problems and topics and, and try to solve them. Try to, try to solve the problems in our lives, but also try to, try to experience and take joy in the fact that we can understand the human experience. And so basically, when I, when I created the Motherload Show, I used those three topics, that God is real, the world is understandable, we can figure it out, to bring together a podcast that is completely unique, because it's not based on fighting from a, uh, from a political position, although I will talk about political topics sometimes. It's not here to fight over, is your religion right or wrong, although I will be discussing religion a lot. It's not here to, to uh, deprecate 
and to, you know, to deprecate things that are bad, even though, you know, I have strong views on what's good and bad, but rather it's supposed to be understanding the heart and soul of problems, not only of problems, but just of the basic human experience, even the joys of the human experience to try to understand them, to make our world more understandable so that we have something, something that we can learn, some answers to our questions. That's the purpose of the Motherlode Show, and it's something that I haven't seen in a whole lot of podcasts out there. And so I just want to welcome you. Welcome you to the Motherlode and just say that I'm really excited to be on a journey of discovery about the human condition with you. Coming up after the break, I'm going to talk to you about a hot-button topic in politics today. The fight over guns. But we're going to talk about it from a very different perspective. And you're going to hear all about it right here on The Mother Load Show. Welcome back to The Mother Load Show. We're going to be talking a little bit about A hot-button topic in politics today, the topic of guns. Now, of course, you have been in the world, I'm assuming, and so you kind of know the discussion that's swirling about guns today, whether or not they're safe, whether or not it's a right to have them, whether or not it's something that we should be allowed to keep and to have. And while I think that discussion may be important, I'm not going to be talking about guns in that way today. Rather, I'm going to be showing something that I think is much more dangerous than guns, but that is linked at its very element to the way guns work. I'll explain. So the, so the idea of a gun can be pretty scary. If you, if you look at the rhetoric today, a lot of it revolves around the fear factor that is linked with gun debate today. Now, part of that comes from our popular culture, which attempts to stereotype. I mean, that's, that's what popular culture does. That's why thing, certain things are popular or in style. Basically, it's a stereotype of what's cool or not cool. The same is true when you're talking about something like guns, where there's you know a, a stereotype of danger that that is associated with them and it isn't necessarily incorrect i don't I, I don't you know i don't want to discuss that necessarily what i think is really important to note is that what we perceive in society is that stereotype and so i think it's pretty unproductive to talk and try to argue against a stereotype because what you're arguing against is a very nebulous idea And on the Motherlode show, we don't argue against the nebulous ideas. We try to get down to the roots, to the base, to the core of the argument. To the core of what makes guns and the gun debate really tick. And then I think once we do that, we can see that there are are things in our society that are fully as dangerous, and I would contend more dangerous, that we need that we need to look at very seriously as well. And if, if we're going to discuss guns, we have to be discussing this 
thing first. And yes, I'm trying to keep you kind of in suspense. I'm going to try to try to explain it all in such a way that you'll be able to understand what I mean at the end. So to so to take guns down to their most basic level. I think the best way to to expel the fear and the stereotype around them is to take guns down and do kind of a virtual breakdown of what a gun actually even is. Because a lot of people see them as, you know, the, this big black bringer of death, when the fact is that they're a tool. Just like any other tool. They may be a very dangerous tool. They may be an overly dangerous tool. But they are a tool. They're, they are an appliance or an implement of some sort. And, um, and so why, why don't we just go through? I'll, I'll do a mock breakdown. Obviously, you can't see it, but I'll do a mock breakdown of what a gun is. And then... We'll talk about what makes it tick. So a gun basically is consists of a couple of basic parts. It consists of the barrel, which obviously everyone knows it's a it's a long tube of metal, and and in most guns, um, especially uh, assault rifles, pistols, anything that shoots um a, a heavy a heavy bullet rather than like a shotgun that'll shoot little sprays of bullets. It, it's a uh, heavy piece of metal that has what's called rifling. Um, it's, it's like car, a carved coil inside the barrel that helps the bullet to fly straight. It, it spins it like a football so that when the bu- bullet comes out of the gun, it's spinning and it will fly in a straight line because of the spin. So there's the barrel. And the, there is a mechanism, a trigger mechanism, that's basically just a, a spring-loaded mechanism that as soon as you pull the trigger, it releases the spring. And the spring is attached to what's called a firing pin, which is just a, just a little piece of metal that when the spring, when the spring lets go, it, it shoots forward and it hits the cartridge of the bullet. Now, the bullet is, is a little metal piece that uh, holds gunpowder and some kind of projectile at the tip so that when, when that firing pin is hit on the, on the bullet by a spring, it hits a primer area on the bullet, which, which starts a spark, basically, that ignites the, ignites the gunpowder within the bullet, which then creates a rapidly expanding gas, which pushes that bullet right out of the gun. There are, of course, other parts of the gun as well, including a magazine that holds the bullets. There's usually some kind of what's called an action, which loads the bullets. Either you have to do it manually, as in like a, a bolt action, which is uh, famous, uh, famous or very often used in uh, sniper rifles, which basically you, you have to open a bolt, pull out the spent half of the cartridge, the non-projectile tip of the gun cartridge. And then, and then put in a new one or in something like an assault rifle, it is automatic and it will basically kick that spent cartridge out of the gun and load another one into the chamber where it can shoot out of the barrel. Anyway, all of those parts, so many mechanical parts, and it can be kind of confusing, but I think it's really cool and kind of interesting that the scary part of the gun is not the big black metal parts that everyone is used to fearing. You know, 
I went into a restaurant one time. Uh, it, w- it was in Texas, and and it was kind of a shock to me, even though uh, even though it wasn't surprising. I mean, like I I knew it, and I'm not I'm not afraid of guns by any means. But it was kind of a shock to me to just see people, you know, carrying them in their back pocket. You know, just just the visual factor of them. But what's funny to me is that that is not the scary part. The metal parts, all of those parts that I was just describing to you are not the scary part of the gun. Because the simple fact is that they don't work without, as I was talking about, that that cartridge in the gun. And that cartridge is powered by rapidly expanding gas that comes from the explosion of the gunpowder. And so it's actually kind of funny to me in, in a convoluted sense that the scary part of the gun is the immaterial part of the gun is that rapidly expanding gas that ends up pushing the bullet out of the barrel. That it is that movement of air, the wind, the part we actually can't even see, that ends up making the gun in, from an inanimate hunk of metal into a deadly weapon. And so when we talk about, about guns... And oftentimes the gun laws that are made are made to, to speak to that stereotype of a gun as this big black bringer of death. And in a kind of ironic sense, the big black part of that gun is not the part that actually does anything as far as making the gun a deadly weapon, but rather it's that rapidly expanding gas that comes from the gunpowder in the cartridge that makes the gun so deadly. In the same way, I think that we have a huge danger in our society, and it doesn't come from what we think it does. You see, in our, in our society today, we have the tendency to kind of speak about other people in the way that guns are spoken about in popular culture as bringers of travesty or death, especially based on either other political opinions or, or based on political power or based on religious ideas that conflict with our own. You, you see this a lot in, in, the, in the news, especially because you know they're, they're, news anchors are constantly speaking about how, how bad one political party is or how, how bad the president is or a senator is or you know whoever is their target for that day. But oftentimes it's this, it's this fear-mongering against a person or an object that is perceived as a huge danger. But I think the biggest danger is one that's immaterial, is one that you can't see really. And it works on the same principle, the movement of air, that a gun works on. And that's our words. I think our words are really, really important and can be so dangerous, can be used as such weapons. And they're the most immaterial part of us, and yet I would say they're the most elemental part of us as well. Because the things that we speak, the things that we say, the things we talk about, all come from our mindset, come from our deeply held beliefs. And even if you're someone who doesn't like talking about topics on which you're passionate, 
it slips out. And I think our words, when we, when we don't properly evaluate ourselves to see what our intent is, to see if our intent is to be helpful and to be, and to be moral within our society, that our words are so dangerous. And it's just, and it's just like a gun. A gun, all of those parts of a gun have the potential, have the potential to cause a cartridge to fire and to, and to direct the cartridge in the place where it's supposed to go, direct the bullet in the place where it's supposed to go to hit the target. But again, they, they, they all assist the more immaterial part of the gun to create a really deadly effect. And it's the same with people. Because we, our bodies, our minds, you know, they're tools that we can use. But it's, our, but it's our words and it's our intentions and it's our attitudes that create create the dangers that we have in society because we have evil intent. And I don't want to, to uh, relegate this to one, to one box of people, to one party, to one, to one group of people, because one thing that I've always been very adamant on when, when I've spoken on radio and, and also just, I just, it's a personal philosophy that you can't trust in any human, any human group, because there will always be good and bad people, good and bad individuals within the group. But the intentions and the words of people tell you a ton about who they are as individuals. And, and those words that, that individuals speak show you who they are and the things that they do, the actions that they do. Not, it isn't even always words, but it is their actions that show you who they are. And it's something that we really have to evaluate within ourselves as well. We have to realize that, you know, our bodies are, our implements are things that we can use to create either good or evil in the world around us. And that we have to seriously evaluate our intentions to seriously look at the world that we want to create in our minds and in our hearts. And then we have to direct our words and our actions to follow those, to use our body for good. I think that that is the most important, the most important part of human life. And we must remember that, that when we're talking about what makes a person dangerous, the person is not dangerous. Personally, I don't feel threatened even by people who I consider very evil. But I do feel threatened by their ideas. And it's not that I feel even threatened by an idea like, oh, I'm afraid of you, you know, your ideas. But this is where the danger lies is because the intentions of people can be either good or they can be evil. And every day, I think it's important that we look into our own hearts and our own minds to determine our intentions so that when our words come out, when our breath comes out and it reaches another person, 
that it doesn't cause damage. And when we're talking about guns, it's the exact same thing. We can talk all we want about the big, black, scary weapon. And we can ban all big, black, scary weapons. But you have to remember that if you, if you ban a tool, but you don't ban the intent behind the tool, or you, don't, or you don't work on fixing the intent behind the use, the deadly or evil use of that tool, then you will never deal with the base problem. You'll never deal with the elemental problem in human life. And so I think that that's the most important thing, the most important part of ourselves that we can work on. I'm Jackson Dunn, and I thank you so much for listening to The Mother Load Show. Check back next week. I'm going to try to bring you some ancient words and show how they are still applicable today. That's all coming up next show, so join me. You can get this podcast anywhere where podcasts are received. CastBox, iTunes, Spotify. Thank you for joining me. This is the Motherlode.